presented by Emergent. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogu Manovalin. How J.D. Vance made them friends on rail safety, plus does CPAC matter in 2023? Here are the big things we're watching on Thursday, March 2nd. Politico's Burgess Everett has a story up in this morning's playbook, chatting with Senator J.D. Vance and his entry into bipartisanship. As Burgess writes, the first-term senator still has an undeniably hard edge to his conservatism. Vance opposes continued Ukraine aid, attacks Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg for his derailment response, is one of just five Senate Republicans backing former President Donald Trump's third presidential campaign, and still won't say whether he supported Mitch McConnell as Republican leader. So, don't expect him to charge into the Senate's famed bipartisan gangs. He's still skeptical of bipartisanship for its own sake quipping in an interview in his temporary basement office this week that the Iraq war was bipartisan and it was a fucking disaster. Even so, the 38-year-old quickly built an intriguing dynamic with Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown, a flinty 70-year-old who needs support from some of Vance's voters next November to win his own tough re-election battle. A notable quotable from Vance, I certainly came in expecting the political environment to be so partisan that it would be harder to get anything done. In reality, so long as you're not being a total jerk about it, I think it's possible to do things. Way back in 2015, a member of Team Playbook was at a Republican presidential primary debate when they ran into Matt and Mercedes Schlapp. Naturally, that conversation turned to Donald Trump. The Schlapps were a power couple in Republican politics who met in the George W. Bush White House and became successful lobbyists, political strategists, and commentators. The previous year, 2014, Matt Schlapp became chairman of the American Conservative Union, best known for its annual CPAC event in Washington. Since Trump's first appearance at CPAC back in 2011, the conference had become an early venue for him to court the base of the Republican Party. But to the Schlapps, Trump showing up and delivering sick burns about then-President Barack Obama was one thing. Leading the party was quite another. They were appalled by Trump's surge in the polls and dreaded him becoming the GOP nominee. Like so many similar conversations back then, that encounter with the Schlapps stuck with us over the years. As Trump became president, CPAC became defined by MAGA, and the Schlapps became diehard Trump supporters. As a 2018 headline in the New York Times put it, Washington's Trump-era it couple. Now, the fate of the Schlapp-era CPAC and Donald Trump himself are tied together. The annual event, which began yesterday in National Harbor, has been abandoned by most top GOP elected officials. Here's a breakdown. From Senate GOP leadership, none are attending. From House GOP leadership, only Representative Elise Stefanik is attending. Among GOP governors, only Idaho Governor Brad Little. And when it comes to GOP presidential candidates in 2024, declared and undeclared, former President Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and Vivek Ramaswamy will only be attending. But attendance at the event is shaping up as a statement about whether or not you want Trump as the future of the party. Politicos, Natalie Allison and Meredith McGraw explored the new politics of CPAC with some takeaways of the event, which will run through Saturday night, when Trump's speech will close out the event. You can read the full thing in this morning's playbook, but here's a notable excerpt. The Republican establishment is down on CPAC. 
but for Donald Trump and his campaign operation, the conservative conference is not just the main event. It's a crucial early test of his political strength. If this weekend's event mimics the conferences of recent years, Trump is preparing to bask in the glow. But that also raises the stakes for him. A poor showing in the crowd or in the CPAC straw poll could feed chatter that his grip on the GOP is failing. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to the Capitol to attend the Senate Democrats' lunch. Vice President Kamala Harris will participate in a moderated conversation at the House Democratic Caucus annual retreat in Baltimore at 10 a.m. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to take up a number of judicial nominations. The House is out today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Monovalan. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Across the U.S. and around the world, Emergent is at work developing, manufacturing, and delivering protections that outpace emerging health threats from viruses and pathogens to biological or chemical attacks. Emergent takes critical and decisive steps to prepare against threats to public health, in step with governments and public health leaders globally. Find out how Emergent perceives, prepares, and protects against public health threats at EmergentBiosolutions.com.